Hi, and welcome to this podcast brought to you by Vijo Oncology. In this episode, we get to hear from Ikro Miatini and Arit Kaida-Person as they discuss the latest news in auxiliary management from the St. Gallen Breast Cancer Consensus Meeting. It's great to be here in, uh, at St. Gallen Breast Cancer Conference uh, in Vienna this year. I'm Ikro Miatini, Associate Professor at the University of Florence at the Radiation Oncology Unit, and it's a great pleasure uh, having with me one of my most estimated colleagues Orit Kaidar Persson at uh, Sheba Medical Center, Israel. So uh, I would like to ask you, um, in passion receiving primary systemic therapy uh, and uh, having a residual disease in the axilla, we should uh, go for surgery or radiation therapy, Orit? So we're going back to the debate with Monica Mora, I understand. Yeah. So current uh, a standard of care is axial lymph node dissection. There are several randomized control trials and cohorts that, uh, uh, that are evaluating the possibility of omitting axial lymph node dissection in some of the patients. And we hope to see the results of uh, those randomized control trials within five years. But there is definitely a subgroup of patients, either it's associated with the submolecular uh, type of the tumor or the tumor burden with regards to the number of lymph nodes involved in the size of the metastasis that might not need axillary lymph node dissection. So I'm really curious to see the results of those trials. Do you think that there are some patients that should not receive any further axillary treatment in case of residual disease? Or do you think that surgery or axillary radiation therapy should always be a chance of treatment in your opinion? That's kind of a tricky question because it's highly dependent on the threshold for primary systemic therapy. And as I showed in my presentation, due to current imaging, uh, it might be uh, that some of the patients that are selected to primary systemic therapy, uh, chemotherapy-based, won't really benefit from the therapy and you won't expect to see a complete response in those patients because these, if, uh, if you apply uh, the older TNM, these are patients that were actually eligible for the uh, trials like the Amaros or the Z11. We are often, I don't know to say uh, if deceived is the best word, but uh, since imaging is, is available and used much more at clinic, and you see uh, much better the lymph node involvement, you might see a disease that is not palpable and was not diagnosed in earlier days. Yeah, I do think that for that reason, a multidisciplinary evaluation involving radiation oncology since the very beginning, it's, it's, really, it's really crucial. And the discussion with uh, radiologists, uh, medical clinical oncologists, pathologists, it, it's really the key for the selection of, of patients. And, and I would say that uh, at the time of the discussion in the debate, uh, uh, Professor Monica Moro also agreed that in that subpopulation, either you shouldn't select them for primary systemic therapy, or maybe this subpopulation won't benefit from axial lymph node dissection if they have residual disease within the axilla. Yes, of course. 
we really think that primary systemic therapies is a big word and uh, the selection of patient is the key even considering the primary systemic therapy. We discuss also the potential of the escalation of auxiliary treatment, uh, uh, not in a debate, but in a, in a clinical session. And we identified patients where it's possible to escalate any further auxiliary treatment. Uh, we show the low-risk patients receiving upfront surgery that are basically uh, respect the inclusion criteria of the ZU11, for example, the trial. Uh, and even patients receiving primary systemic therapy end up obtaining a pathological complete response. Uh, we show basically that pathological complete response after primary systemic therapy is one of the most important uh, factor in terms of prediction of local regional relapse and survival outcomes. So again, uh, there is room uh, for de-escalation, but several ongoing trials uh, have to report results. So until that time, we really have to promote, I think, a multidisciplinary strong discussion among professionals. And, and I think we need to uh, do a better job when we plan those trials. It was uh, said by uh, Isabel Robio at the session, uh, when we plan local regional trials, we need to take into account uh, all disciplines because uh, systemic therapy matter, but definitely radiation and surgery. And this was also a comment about the sound trial, which is great that now we know that there is a subpopulation of patients that we can omit sending a lymph node biopsy, but we need to be very careful if we consider to omit radiation in those patients. We don't know what was done with that yeah. regarding the trial. Yeah, I perfectly agree with you. And for that reason, uh, we really promote the quality assurance in radiation therapy, how we collect data in trials, not only concerning systemic therapy, but also radiation therapy. This should be the future uh, key in our trials. But this is the key. This is what's going on in the Florence meeting in June, because uh, in the Florence meeting, we have a subcommittee of yeah. ESTRO just to make re recommendation for a systemic therapy trial, how to report radiation therapy without complicating things, we, without adding additional the minimal uh, requirements. The minimal requirements, yes. Radiation therapy. So, if we want to do better, this is the way to go. Okay. So, it was really a pleasure uh, being here and see a lot of patients discussing uh, multidisciplinary breast cancer treatment. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more episodes on the latest updates in breast cancer, subscribe to VJ Oncology on your favourite podcast app, including Apple, Spotify and Podbean. Follow us on Twitter at VJ Oncology and don't forget to visit vjoncology.com for the latest updates in the field. Thank you.